Thanks to Spotify for absolutely. Spotify for the airwaves, man. Company. Hope they take off. Hope they take off. Yeah, man. Really. You know them and Apple. I would buy Apple. I think they're gonna hit. I saw the guys on Shark Tank talk about Apple, (laughs) and it was uh, insightful. I would like to meet the people from Shark Tank. Mark Me Cuban. He's, Mark Cuban seems like a guy. I would, I would like, like to meet him too, just so I could borrow some money from him. I feel like I'm going to ask you who you've met, and you've. I don't remember. I don't. I just walked through this life, and I don't. I remember. I know Eddie Murphy. That that I can say out loud. Like if Eddie saw me in the street, he'd be like, "Yo, Marlon." I'd be like, "Yo, Ed." I wouldn't even call him Eddie because then that would be like, I don't know him. I don't know really any celebrities. I've worked with a lot of celebrities. I, I worked with Chris Rock like 25 years ago. I've known Chris Rock since he was, I was small enough for him to bully me. How about that? So would you say he's a mentor, a friend, a big brother, a... He's all those things to me. He's a a mentor uh, just from watching. He's never sat down like, here's what you need to do, man. He's never been that guy. He, uh, He heckled me a lot. He teased me a lot. He actually, you know, he. I was the little brother. I think because maybe Robert Townsend and Keenan and yeah. Eddie and those guys, he was the little brother. So when I came along, I was like everybody's little brother. So he would just like, you know, it's, even when I started like, I, when I started first making movies, he'd be like, Marlon Wayans, senseless. Marlon Wayans, damn fool, jackass. He'd always have something to say. And then finally he did a bad movie. I was like, Chris Rock, put it tang. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it might I actually talked about it. I have a special called God Loves Me. And so um, it's Formerly all about HBO Max. Now just yeah, Max. Just Max. It's like X. It's Brandon. It's just like, yeah, I don't understand. Twitter got real dark. I didn't yeah. understand the X. I was just like, I don't want to tweet now. I'm just like, I don't want to press that button. <laughs> so so our, our producer, Jonathan, is uh, off off camera cr- cringing because he feels like we haven't started the episode. This is how I like this to is, roll. It's better. Start, yeah. I thought you started. Yeah, we roll into it. We've, we started. We're filming. We, we're going to we're going to use this, Jonathan. Yeah, good. I can't believe I'm sitting across actor, producer, comedian, screenwriter, sneaker manufacturer, sneakerhead, sneakerhead. Yeah, not a manufacturer yet. One day, one day. Marlon Wayans. This is by far the biggest you know guest we've had on on the show. We've we've interviewed many CMOs, chief marketing officers, advertising people. So. Thank you for agreeing to do this. I, I feel like I've won the lottery. Happy to be the first of yeah. my kind. Let's make it weird. I want to get you out of your <laughs> shell. I've, I've watched many interviews with you, and it seems that you are dry. So I'm going to try to pull, pull, you, pull you out of your shell. i got to work on that. I've always been a shy guy. You know? Talk about sneakers. I'm a crazy sneaker person, yes. not as crazy as you. When did you fall in love with sneakers, and do you think there's a deep amount of creativity in the sneaker business. Absolutely. I think there's room for so much more creativity in the sneaker business. What people don't know about me is I I grew up really poor and like poor, poor. My family was poorer than every other family because we had 10 kids in our family. And we have, okay. No, this is it's a we weird. So poor, we we've triggered. We've triggered something terrible here, no, no, folks. No, no. Everybody. <laughs> I, I don't even need napkins. See, my, my parents taught me hold your sneeze. Why do they tell you to hold your sneeze? Because it's nasty if you let it out. Yeah, That's yeah, germs. Yeah. At least it. the germs are exploding inside Cut off of three me. to four years of your life, though, by the way. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, I don't, yeah, don't want to be that long. We a meteor is coming sooner or later anyway. Let's enjoy this ride. I grew up poor, and growing up poor, uh, I, I, I never had money for sneakers. My dad, I mean, one time, me and my brother, the new Adidas was out, and me and my brother Sean asked him for money for sneakers, and he only gave us, like, 
I think it was $15. So we couldn't afford the $19 Adidas with the shell toes. So we went and got the $16, begged my mother for a dollar, got the $16, no shell toes, just regular sneakers. And my dad spanked us and made us take those shoes back. And then he took us to the supermarket and he got some shoes out of the frozen food section. <laughs> it was knock off, knock off Converse, like Onverse. <laughs> and they had no art support. Me and Sean, we was terrible in sports because we didn't have no art support. We had no lateral support. And so from that day on, I, 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 I made it a point to work in sneaker stores. So I worked in U.S. Athletics. I worked in Athletes Foot. Mm. I worked in Foot Locker. And I, I worked in Barney's New York. And coming up, I was always like, one day... I'd worked in the stockroom. I could say, one day, I want to have my own stockroom with size 12 sneakers. And in my house, that's what I have, 1,500 pairs of sneakers. Because to me, some guys go, I want cars. That'll make me feel rich. Yeah. Other guys go, no, I want houses. That'll make me feel rich. I'm like, no, I want sneakers. Sneakers make me feel rich. Well, size 12, I was wondering... Uh... For, for the audience. We'll, I'll we'll put co- that out there for we'll, the ladies. We'll, yeah, you know we put that out there mean? for the ladies. Yeah, throwing that out it's there. It's not Shaq, but, you know, it's not bad. Uh, <laughs> as, a, as a gift, you know, I've got some connections at the Supreme Corporation, and uh, these are coming out pretty soon. Mm. And that's going to be my gift to you if you oh, would love the Supreme absolutely. Collab. Absolutely. Yeah, gang, these, gang. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. We can't show it on camera. We'll be gang, gang. sued. So, you know, we'll, now that we've got your size. So yeah. that, they're not coming out for a couple of weeks. They've been... So, uh, All right, gang, yeah, gang. I really Supreme. appreciate you being here. So, yeah, you, yeah, I feel I'll like, take yeah, anything course. free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have anything else you want to give me, I will take it. Well, it's not free. You have I'll to mention me in your special tonight. Screaming mention, creativity yeah. on your head. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that light with the, the headphones. <laughs> and anything free. But thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. You, you got it. So, but you said you think there needs to be more creativity in, in the sneaker business. Not only creativity, but I think the structure of sneakers, like, I, I once did in college. I knew so much about sneakers that I did. Uh, I didn't do my homework one 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 day, and we had to do like a speech in speech class, and and I had to do like a comparison and, and an analysis, and basically I compared the Air Nike to the Reebok Pump, and why. The Air Nike was better than the Reebok Pump. I talked about the midsole and I talked about the ankle support, and because I actually understand like mm. sneakers and the function of it, and so I still think that that's missing. Nobody really cares about that anymore. The kids are wearing low top shoes and everybody's ankles breaking. I'm thinking there's a I think you, there's a way for me to get into the sneaker game when it has to do with my own collab based on my characters that I've done for over the last forty years of creativity. Now. We could talk about your characters. Yes, I, I think we should. We should talk but in general think... about your characters. I think uh, people would see you as just a, a comedian that has done amazing c- comedy movies that we can't mention that everybody knows. But you've also done dramatic movies too. Yeah, you know, and uh, some recent ones. Obviously, a famous one from a couple a decade ago. Um, but then you've done some recent ones yeah. around a sneaker that we all love, and yes. then uh, an amazing singer that we all. Love too. So, like, why do you think you know you aren't doing more dramatic roles? Because you're incredible in these roles. You know, it's funny, right? We we work all this time, and as actors and as writers, as producers, for people to choose you, right? Mm-hmm. To go, you're the guy we're gonna bet on. It doesn't matter how good you are. There's a lot of great actors out there, but they, the guys, the gatekeepers that go, you're the guy we're gonna bet on. I'm just blessed that I don't sit there waiting for that mm-hmm. call. I go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write, produce, create, and I'm going to go, hey, guys, this is what 
y'all should do that will make America laugh. Hmm. Let's go make some money together. Let's yep. go. Let's go make some history together. And I've done it with multiple projects. I don't sit around as an actor waiting on Hollywood to pick me. I don't wait on awards. I'm not like, come on, Emmys, come on, Oscar. I don't. If that happens, great. Yeah. If not, I'm not shooting into that basket. I play for the audience. I've been here for 30 years professionally, written and produced a lot of classics that people are still watching. And I still think I'm just beginning. My, yeah. my best years are ahead of me. Yeah. I mean, you've made so many incredible characters, you know, uh, through that show on Fox years ago. Oh, like, yeah. Some of those amazing characters. Like, do you feel like you're an, I think you're an incredible character actor. I feel like why, you, you know, you were, it's very hard to do this without <laughs> Yeah, I got to be honest. In, in, the, in that Singer movie. But you forget it's you. And I mean that at the highest compliment. You know, you fall into it, and maybe that is like a calling. You talk about so many great character actors out in Hollywood. Like, I think you're one of them. And do you feel like because you've been creating characters your whole life, it's an easy thing for you to do to fall into a character and almost become, you know, invisible as as Marlon Wayans? Oh, absolutely. I I I I try not to bring any of me into characters. That's the last thing I bring into creating a character yeah. is me, because I want. I bring my emotions. How would I feel about this versus the character and to connect the two? It's a long process and a, a, a long science. And I think I'm just, I'm not, I won't say I'm gifted. I would say I have a, a unique skill set that I've been able to acquire over a lifetime practicum, right? Mm. So to do characters, most, like, I, I look at guys like Robin Williams, Eddie Murphy, Jim Carrey, my brother Damon, guys that can do it all, Richard Pryor, guys that can do it all. And I find that when you can do great characters and when you can be really funny, most great comedians make great actors. Why? Mm. Because we are vulnerable on stage. To be a comedian, you have to be a fool. You have to be like, I don't care what happens. I don't care what you guys think. I'm going for it. I know I look like an idiot right now, but I'm going to go for it. If I got to get naked and set half of me on fire... As long as they put the fire out quick enough, I'm going to do it, right? Yeah. That's comedians. So, and, and so when it comes to being vulnerable and allowing yourself, comedians, joke comes in, painful things come in, we instantly go, what's funny about that? We don't even digest or yeah. like hold on to the pain. We go, what's funny about that? Instantly. And then the, re the residual, we lock away into this little safe that we don't deal with only in like therapy. And like when we do dramatic roles, then we get to unlock that safe. And then those emotions come out, those things that we didn't deal with, though that pain, because yeah. we always create from a place of pain and we bring light. I just think that, uh, you know, uh, that that's a unique skill set that not many can do. I've never seen many great dramatic actors make me laugh my, my ass off. You know, I, I've, I've never I've, been like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> whoa, that's Sir Lawrence Olivier, boy. <laughs> he, he crazy. I've watched, you know, a bunch of... You're, you're, I mean, I've watched them before, but I rewatched a bunch of the, the specials and talking about being woke. That was one of my, I mean, this shit in that. Oh, wokeish. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I was dying talking about it because I could imagine that, that there was some pain involved in, in that, just even visualizing it. But, you know, some of these things were for the, the, the creative process, and I've heard you talked about a lot. How about your, your older brother would make you rewrite, you and Sean, rewrite, 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 rewrite. <laughs> yeah, and, man. like, I think the process as being the, the CCO of a WPP, which is the largest advertising marketing company in the world. Yeah. 
and having had a lot of people show me work and ask them to maybe rewrite it once or twice or keep going, but like you're talking 27 rewrites. Yeah. And that process, I to talk a little bit about that because I would love the young creatives listening to this to understand to get to greatness, the level of pain it takes. Yeah, man. Like I told my son, my son's a, a new writer and uh, he's starting to write his films and he was asking me about notes and I said, embrace them. Yeah. Everybody's always going to have a note for you. Yeah. Studios, producers, directors, artists, actors, everybody's going to have notes. How do you keep the integrity of your piece but respect what everybody else is trying to give you? Because we all, believe it or not, everybody wants success. So if you're getting notes from the studio, the studio knows that the network likes it like that because they're selling this project to the studio. Yeah. And the network understands that the brands need the material to be in this place with this kind of rating in order to get these brands on board, it has to be in this pocket. And so sometimes as artists, you, it takes a long time for you to understand the, the sweet spot. And it's working toward it. Now, sometimes I feel like brands, yes, can be a little too sensitive. I think brands need to give the balls to the artists and let them run with it. Yeah. Let them run. The brands aren't going to take the, the hit. The artists will take the hit. But we got to hit the audience. How do you connect yeah. all of it? But I don't mind notes because I don't mind making things that hopefully everybody could enjoy. I want to tell one joke that make the whole world laugh. Yeah. Even the people that are on my team. Yeah. I, want, I want everybody to enjoy. I want every, but I need to have a little edge. I like people a little scared. I've mentioned this a lot. I've had this debate with people about you know, compromise. What we do is like, I, you know, I feel like we're artists, but what we do in advertising is not art. It's commerce to some degree and involves like taking feedback mm -hmm. from whether it's clients or other people and turning that compromise, if you will, or the feedback into gold. And you're saying it's sort of the same process. But it is like, an art. You know. It is an art because trying to find that sweet spot. It's a well, hard it thing to do. To it, but is it literally, I mean, we still have to sell things. But for you, you're saying as a comedian or as a writer or um, creating a character or creating a show, like you have to think about who's the audience. Absolutely. And it's not just the people in the crowd. It's But you also have to think it has to start from an authentic place. Who am I? Yeah. Right? What what how do I how do I take me as an individual and my experience and figure out a way to make that sellable to everybody else? You do it with stand up, right? I go I, I my new stand up is about dealing with grief. I lost my mom. Yeah. I lost my dad 2 months ago. I'm sorry to hear. Thank you. I lost 57 people I love. And I'm just like, what's funny about all this stuff that's breaking me inside? How do I find my light, make other people laugh with that? And then you realize that I'm not the only one going through mm. grief, that everybody's going through grief. I'm just exploring it from an earnest place. But everybody in that audience has lost somebody so yeah. they can identify or they think about losing their parents and what they would feel. But I get to express it in an authentic way and the jokes is jokes on me, right? A lot yeah. of times with artists, you know, it's like what made our past projects great or funny was the fact that we created from a place of our truth. Right. When we did the, the show years ago, that sketch show years ago, that came from people we knew, characters, family members in our house. We'd be like, oh, this is funny. Like, we sit there, that's what we do. We, we go through life and go, what's funny about yeah. this? And you have to trust that in this art, that 
comedians and artists are scientists when it comes to mm. jokes. They go, I can't, there's no way that you can do a show like that now. I'm like, no, there's a, there, you can't do a show like that yeah. now. We could. Why? Because we, there's 200 it's years real. of comedy yeah. between me and my family. We have an authentic formula. There's a recipe. Mm. You, I could give you all the seasonings, but you're going to put too much salt. And, it, and that's what makes it art, is the fact that it comes from an authentic place. And you have to remove people. We live in a sensitive world, and it's not because the audience is sensitive. Yeah. This is what I think the brand sometimes don't understand. This is what I think that the... Uh, Executives don't understand. The audience still wants to laugh. I am on stage yeah. every weekend. I have two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow. I got nine shows this week. And I talk about all kind of crazy yeah. stuff, and they are laughing. But social media is telling you that people are sensitive. Why? Because those people, most people on social media aren't even real people. They're people mm -hmm. from other countries setting the agenda for Americans because they're mad at the fact that yeah. we live so freely and we live amongst each other and it's creating hate and it's creating this and that but I know the audience experience and laughter what I love is it's healing yeah. we don't have to agree but if we laugh at the same joke for that little gap that little synapse we're agreeing that that's funny I'm sure your family and, and I've said it and other people have said it it's, it's, it's comedy royalty but I think it's creativity royalty your family and you talk about two years like so talk a little bit of like how it's ingrained in all the siblings it feels like everybody is to different degrees but it just seems to be a, a business i mean it's a business of creativity but like it is creativity royalty like what's your responsibility you said your son's now becoming a writer like do you want to pass it on to him do yeah. you want to pass it on to others what's crazy about this next generation is that okay so my brother keenan started yeah. right and you then, do, you got to imitate him a little bit because yeah, I've watched And so there was Keenan, and he was like the, the pioneer. And then came uh, Damon, you know, crazy Damon. You don't know what he's gonna say. If I would be scared of him, he he has a dark mind. He has a good heart and a dark mind. He's twisted like his foot. <laughs> And then, he's got he's, he's got a, <laughs> he has a he's got a club foot. I mean, I hate to bring that up, but he's got a club but foot. But once like, again, he created yeah, yeah. from his pain and made funny. You can't get mad at the stuff that he it, that he creates or we create yeah. because it, it comes from somewhere yeah. and it has a good spirit. Yeah, not many people know how to do that way. I don't know how we understand. It's a gift. Yeah, I and I think as we get it, we inherit it from my mother and my father. My father was silly. And my mother was dark and funny. And I think my father never wanted us to hurt people's feelings. Mm. He would always tell us, you have a weapon, and it will cut deeper than a knife. So be careful what you say. And be careful what you mean when you say it, because you will hurt people. Yeah. And he told me that with tears in his eyes after my mama cursed him out for about an hour. <laughs> because my mother was funny. She would say things. She woman was brilliant yeah. and so we inherited the good nature of my father and the comedic edge of my mother and that's the formula that we have and we yeah. can we've done some of the darkest craziest you know our humor for we, sure we made fun of hood movies who makes yeah. fun of those dark dramas how do you do that what's funny about that let me show you we made fun of horror movies i mean the weed and the hair and the Content. I mean, the whole thing is insane. You feel me? Like, yeah. you know, horror movies. How? Who finds humor in horror movies? It's life's experience. We take yeah. the pain 
And we go, what's funny about that? We've lost the ability to be funny in advertising, I think, and I've talked about it a lot. And I don't know if you've seen it. I mean, listen, I, I, I did some research on you. If you all want to see something amazing, there's a Jack Black, uh, Marlon Wayans, AT&T campaign that was done Damn, years, years ago. ago. It was, wow. It's Steve wow. Cut. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be in the highlight reel <laughs> for sure. Wow. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, Jack Black, not a lot of words. You didn't give him, <laughs> you didn't get any of the jokes at That's all. That's crazy. What's, whatsoever. So, but, and I, I wouldn't necessarily hold that up as, as uh, you know, the, the highlight of, of comedy for advertising, but we've lost it. You know, it used to be the countries that were really funny in advertising was the U.S., the U.K., Australia, UK, yes. Australia, like crazy yes. work. And it's all gone. The only place you actually can find work that is kind of pushing the limits when it comes to comedy or being irreverent is place like Thailand. What do we got to do on our side, on the brand side and the marketing side to get back to using comedy besides maybe working with, with yourself? But you see the, the Ryan Reynolds is starting to do his own agency and Spike did his agency a while ago. Like, one, how do we get it back? And two, is that something you're even interested in? Is like, would you start your own agency? Would you collaborate and do something like that? Absolutely. That's why I've been like... Doing you know, this shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why I do this? It's like, why I'm here. No, but not, I got not just yeah, like yeah. here, but I, w I went to stream. Sure, yeah, I went I to the saw, yeah, you're amazing. Stream. Yes. And, yeah. you know, I feel like if you want something, you got to be proactive in it, right? And I see the void, right? Yeah. I see where... And all it takes is somebody... It always takes... When we did the sketch show... Years ago, yeah, it was one executive, Barry Diller. That's and a big, Peter, that's and a big two, executive, though. And Peter Turner, yeah. that was like, that have the balls to be like, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah. When we did uh, the, the horrors, parodies, and all that, it took two crazy men to go, this is what we're going to do. We're going for it. You go for it. Yeah. When we did, you know, uh, two black men turning into two white women. Yes. It took Joe Roth to go, we're going for it. So people in that position, you just got to go, yeah. you make the choices to bet on. And we've done it with so many different networks, so many different brands and this and that. But it just takes people to have the balls to yeah. go, we're going for it. We're going to laugh again. People want to laugh. Get off social media. It's sending yeah. you the wrong message. That's not what America is. People want to yeah. laugh. Well, that's why I think like there's been such a resurgence of comedians and uh, you know like tiktok you know is such i mean i've seen all new comedians you know I, I i grew up with a comedian tom papa i don't know if you know who tom papa is but mm. i grew up, grew up with him and he worked with seinfeld and he was in our high school and he was always this funny guy right and i hadn't seen him in a while but then you go on tiktok and you learn seeing all these new comedians like what's your feeling on something like tiktok as a outlet I love all the, the outlets. I'm starting to do more. I'm starting to post more on my Instagram. I'm building my TikTok. This is how crazy my family is. Like, I go to TikTok. I see all these videos. They're remaking stuff that we actually wrote 30 years ago. I'm like, I remember doing when I wrote that scene. And they're remaking it and remixing it. And this is like, and it's a reminder to, to us to stay creative, right? Yeah. And don't be the old guys going, man, and me, you know, they, they, these kids don't know what they're doing. Nah, you just got to go, I'm yeah. going to go play with y'all. Let, yeah, let's yeah. go. If Jordan went and said, come on, LeBron, let's go one-on-one. -on -one. Let me yeah. learn something from you. Yeah, yeah. That was the fun of watching Jordan and Kobe was like, yo, let me learn something from you. I'm going to go at you. You go at me. I'm learning this TikTok thing. I'm learning. I'm All this stuff is really allowing me me right and, and you talk about being creative to look at my family and go we're not a bunch of creatives we are a brand and we have to build 
the brand. Branding is essential and it's important. Yeah. You got to know your audience. You know what you do and know what makes you special and different. And that's what now with me, you know, I, 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 my brothers kicked open the door and now I have the responsibility with the baton sure. to make it to make this an official brand. Do you is that a conscious, you know, I mean obviously it's conscious decision, but also like is that a discussion with the whole family? Yes. With your brothers. Like how do we keep this brand, the Wayans brand of creativity? I don't call it comedy, I've called it creativity. How do we keep it going? We actually talk about how to grow it, right? Not just keep it going. Evolve but it. Because yeah. the spirit of it's gonna gonna continue because Keenan did it, Damon did it, then Kim did it. Me and Sean followed and now my Sean, my son, Sean's son, Sean's two daughters, they're all in film school. They're all learning how to write. His other daughter does music. Like they have what like a whole a whole setup. They're working together. They got a movie theaters and their houses to study, and it's gonna continue. Legacy is gonna continue. These kids are into more, more dramatic. They want to do like more horror. Yeah. And Interesting. We did more comedy, but I respect whatever they want to do. I don't want them to do what we did. I want yeah, them to do what they th did. what they want to be good at. So no doctors, no no scientists. Is there any, there any scientists? Of, we of are scientists. Yeah. We are doctors. Yeah. We're doctors of comedy. Yeah. You know, like. We deliver smiles, right? Yeah. So, and people think that's an easy thing to do. It's a very hard business. And not to plug a, a, a brand of, but Colgate, you know, is a big brand of WPP. Yes. And the whole positioning is the power of the smile. Yeah. And what it can do, you know. And I think you talk about healing in this world is such a effed up world at, at this point, like, that we need more of it. So you're feeling there's a responsibility beyond just keeping your brand's name. It's like being a creative force in the world to, to help heal people, yes. to bring joy. I mean, that's we're hoping brands get to fill that void because I think governments have have failed a bit of, of helping people and brands, and you're a brand and your family's a brand, have, like, stepped in and been that either helping people or healing people. Yeah. So that responsibility is a deep one. Do you, do you think about that? And I do, and that's why I'm doing more. I mean, right now, because of the strike, you know, we, you know, take this little gap. But while we take this t this break, I'm on a stage, man. I, I yeah. know my, not my next special. I know my next, my next three specials. That's how much I've been working. And I, now I'm looking at my new special, and I'm going, how do I integrate brands into this special? You know what I mean? And even if it's in one, the first minute in the last, minute yeah if i get three different brands and bring them in or four different brands and bring them in just in boom. a way that's organic yes feels that's natural. Organic. you know that but that takes work you know it takes you and i sitting down like how would that make sense right or how does that i actually asked you about it. it you did no i will yeah yeah i will because i i want i think it was at like in the start i want to do it it's like yeah okay so I'll, I'll tell you after it. Well, we're working. I mean, listen, we're doing things. And you're going to go, you're crazy. But I, I don't think so. I mean, I think brands are really open to different ways to connect with consumers right. that feel authentic and feel real. And a brand like Coca-Cola, like we're doing a lot. We just worked with Ron Howard and Brian Grazer and Imagine and right. did a Amazon series with them. So they're open to, to more things than you probably think. Like you said, just sort of got to get involved, ask the questions. I, we always feel like people like you are so busy that don't really necessarily want to get into branding or advertising. So maybe it's on us too to, I mean, we asked the question that you maybe were available. You happened to be coming here. You got two shows tonight. Where are you playing tonight? Where? Salsa Con Fuego. It's a uh, my friend's comedy club. Next week, I'm at New Jersey Pack. I got two shows. And then uh, I'm in Philadelphia for a big show. So so I, I grind. I, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, the more I do stand-up, the more I can become 
a real scientist when it comes an expert when it yeah. comes to why this joke works yeah how do i say this joke where it's not offensive but if i do because people go nowadays if you mention a topic they're like oh yeah that means they're listening it doesn't, you could say the topic, right? And they're like, oh, now, when you tell a joke, it's like a hypothesis. Here's why I think this way. And yeah. then you, through a series of jokes, you prove why you think that way. Yeah. And the audience will respect that and laugh at it. And they like the storytelling and they like the journey. And they're like, oh, wow, that does make sense. Yeah, Especially when you talk about you. The storytelling part is true. But like, so, but how do brands, how would they navigate this world where you've seen brands make one move and, you know, lose a lot of value? So you do have everybody being a little bit scared and skittish. Like, how do we get past that? How do we get the bravery back I think when it comes to comedy and when it comes to adding <laughs> that level of creativity that I feel like, look at the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know what you're, if you're at, do you watch the Super Bowl like absolutely. the rest of us? And do you, do you remember any of the, the spots uh, uh, okay, from, I, okay. I really like, uh, uh. Ben Affleck's uh, Duncan. I thought that was, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Strong, yeah. yeah, it was like, you know, he's just up there improvising, having a good time. Yeah. He actually likes the coffee and the natural reactions of the yeah. people. It's like, oh, that, yeah. that's cool. I, um, I like Ben Stiller's uh, commercial. I, I, like, I, watched, yeah. I watched a lot yeah, of them, yeah. you know? When you're thinking like, hey, why am I not in, because you've been in big commercials in the past. Like, so. You know, it's funny. I don't understand. I've yeah. never been to jail. I've I've never in my I mean, life. I've watched some of the comics, but you could be in jail based on some of that stuff. I mean, you can't be in jail for yeah. jokes. <laughs> Maybe someday, someday here we might. No, nah, you don't want yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, you course, know, it's, no. it's like comedy, and it comes from a great place yeah. and an innocent place. It's okay to have that little guilty laugh. Yeah, yeah, it's okay yeah. if it's funny. Every it's all good. These are jokes, right? So if you look at the Super Bowl, you know why you guys pay all these. Artists like Rihanna and Michael Jackson years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know why they have the halftime show? That little sketch show that we did back in the days, my brothers was like, yo, there's an audience. We're going to take these two brands, Doritos and I think it was another brand, and they were like, we're going we're gonna to steal that audience. And they did. And after that, they're like, never again. Yeah. People want to laugh. Yeah. And I think you can still make people laugh. Everybody's so busy doing commercials and and that's great too. Yeah. But brand the commercials. Yeah. Sew it into the show. Yeah. Show the themes. You know, you look at, you know, this time or do a show during the show. The halftime show don't always have to be music. Yeah. Halftime show could be a really funny short movie. Halftime show could be a really funny, you know, uh, uh, a couple of sketches. Yeah. Halftime show could be whatever you make it. I mean, made the, the Bud Integrate Bowl. The Remember, they had the Bud Bowl years ago. It was yeah. like Bud Light versus Budweiser in a, in a, on a football field. It was ludicrous of a concept, but, like, people watched it. Right. It was, like, crazy. So we have to figure out how to get that back. But you, it's just you guys making decisions to go... Yeah. Let's stop caring. Let's not like people aren't that sensitive. You got to let you got to go. You have to you have to make people feel a certain way. You have to be able to go in. Yeah. And, and especially like the greatest content is when it makes it. It's like a show like uh, what's the name? Uh, Fleabag. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah. Dark. But it was funny. Yeah. And it, it, it came from somewhere. And it, yeah, it was like you a little bit uncomfortable, but. Then you really fall in love. There's a magic to it, and you have to let it play out. And with humor, it's the same thing. When you yeah. deal with a, 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 you have to trust the brand that's going to make these people laugh. That's what I do well. I make people laugh. 
This episode was recorded during the Screen Actors Guild American Federation of Television and Radio Artists Strike. Screaming Creativity is produced by WPP and Hogarth and edited by Rob C. Ward at BCW.